Welcome everybody to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP, Caleb, and we got Philip back on the show. What's up, guys? Good, man. How are you doing? Good. I'm good, Caleb. Hey, JP. How you guys doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm glad to be back for the third time. And uh, yeah, man, I love what we did the last time. The last time I was here, um, it was the uh, preseason special. And uh, tomorrow, um, we're going to uh, close out the preseason with the uh, preseason home opener. Uh, be my first time back at Arrowhead since the uh, AFC title game against the Bills. And I'm looking forward to getting year for year four started with the Chiefs, man. Starting it's tomorrow. Time. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, uh, we've been talking about Jody Fordston since he signed with the Chiefs, or since we brought him in, I should say. Yeah. What a beast he'd be. Caleb, I mean, we've been on that dude's bandwagon since <laughs> his first preseason game. Everybody the Super Bowl we're... season, actually. We thought he should have made the roster, yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, some people agreed with us. Some people didn't. It was just one of those up and down things. Nobody really ever mentioned him a whole lot. We wrote, you know, we've been, we've talked about him on pretty much every show. And now all of a sudden he's going to make the roster. You know, they finally yeah, got to see it, what he could do. And that's what it looks like. It looks like he's, uh, from what I'm hearing, he's pretty much a shoe in. So it looks like it's a pretty good deal for him. Um, what do you guys think of that? I mean, I'm happy, but. You were the first person to talk about Fortson, and I'm going to give you that credit right there, my man. Uh, of course, <laughs> when I say stuff, uh, of course, it's almost like predictions and stuff like that. Part of it is does just a gut feeling. But ever since you said just stuff about him, and then when I went to camp on August the 2nd, and like I said, he looked like, uh, besides Kelsey, the best other tight end on this roster. And, of course, I know like Blake Bell might get the number two because he's the best blocking tight end. But after what you saw against the Cardinals, Forced and open up that hole for uh Derek Gordon. Mm -hmm. Derek Gordon. Let me just say this. Yeah, Derek Go Derek Gore, not Derek Gordon. Derek Gore, excuse me, Derek. If you ever listen to this, um, Derek Gordon that mistake and everything like that. That's not really on him. I mean, I felt like he, I think he made the right decision, in my opinion, and everything like that. Uh and everything, but anyway, forced and made that block. It was incredible. He already showed you what he could do as a pass catcher, and he solidified that with that. And I was very happy to see what he does. If he makes this roster, man, just imagine he would be a better version of Demetrius Harris without the mm. drops. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Chiefs utilize that. He has the size, and when you put him out there with that six six frame, and Kelsey in that twelve man personnel is almost going to be unstoppable for teams to stop that man. It's going to, to be one of those little things that's going to open up more for our offense and the stretch the field vertically. So I'm oh, with. Yeah. yeah, I know. Caleb no, I agree, uh, Philip. Yeah, no, I agree, agree with both of you guys. So, Jordy Fortson is a great player. And like uh, Andy said, he was tied in, converted from wide receiver to tight end, back to wide receiver, back to tight end. And he could honestly play either position. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what he does in his third, third preseason game. I think he's a lock. He's going to make the roster. Just going to be curious, is he going to be playing more wide receivers? going to be more tight end? Or is J.P. is going to be more a hybrid player, which he said a couple weeks ago, and everyone else has been kind of following suit because that's what's been coming out of Arrowhead. So when you look at Jordy Forston and what he can do on a week-to-week -week basis, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. I think having him behind Kelsey and having him, Kelsey, 
and great in the three tight end sets, play Tyreek Hill or McCall Harmon on the outside. That's going to be some crazy stuff because you have athletic tight ends. You're not having the Rob Gronkowski's that can move and they, they're strong, but you have these guys that are elusive. Gronkowski wasn't really elusive, and now we're kind of in the era where we have elusive tight ends. Every position, players are not just how to, they're not just going to be stuck like a boulder, boulder moving through. They're fast, they're quick, and they're strong. And that's just something with Forza. And not to even mention his size, 6'6", six, six, out of Valdosa State College. I think that's a D2 school, undrafted yeah. uh, wide receiver. This man, he can – JP and I were talking um, – <clears throat> Play that kind of. I remember when I remember when people were first pushing for him to make the roster. Was he had this crazy like pinpoint catch against the Steelers cornerback? It was just kind of crazy to see to see his reach and reach and his versatility. So I think he should make this roster, and I can't wait to see how he plays in this third preseason game. And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping him and others get to make this roster and showcase what they can do because they deserve a spot on this team because we're going to a Super Bowl and they're looking for twenty and zero. Yep, yep. He's um. Man, I remember that catch, and I was we were talking. I was like, "Wow, man!" I mean, it was almost like a Spider-Man catch. It was amazing. I, he, the kid's got so much grab. It, it, his hands are like glue. He, I don't know, man. He's he's got a lot of uh, potential in this league, and you know, like Andy said, you know, after it was all said and done, he said he's really developed well, and he has. I mean, you know, it. I don't know that it took as long as it has. I think a lot of it just had to do with COVID and they didn't really get, you know, he didn't get to showcase what he had last year. So it kind of played a part, you know, and they still had Sammy on the field and a lot of things were different. He hadn't changed over to a tight end yet, you know, for that matter. And when I found out about that, I was like, yeah, cause you and I had talked about him, you know, becoming a hybrid player. And then all of a sudden he's a hybrid mm -hmm. player. So uh, it worked out pretty well for him. And I, you know, the great part is, is he can, you know, you can put him in different positions and different, schemes and he'll he can he can shadow different things and and ghost different plays and and it'll throw a lot of people off that's the greatest part about him i agree I, I, I'm, I'm really happy with him being on the uh, you know making the roster and i hope uh i hope they utilize him to his potential um moving on uh, i want to throw this up philip uh i think we're going to keep d rob man just figured i'd throw that out there because i know you know <laughs> i mean the whole twitter world knows you know but anyway, um, it looks like D Rob may be making the making the uh, roster because uh, you know we are a little thin at tight end or at uh, wide receiver right now, you know depth wise, and we need to keep a guy like D Rob. Man, he makes some acrobatic catches out there. He does. My like I said, like when I said the stuff <laughs> I've said on Twitter, I'm I don't want him off the team. That's the last thing I I want. The thing is. He has to get his head out of his ass. I'm sorry, I gotta say, <laughs> like, dude, you cannot act like you're Tyreek Hill, man. I'm sorry, you can't. You are not Tyreek Hill. You're Demarcus Robinson, and he needs to remember <laughs> before he even got into the NFL when he was drafted. Then nobody even know who Tyreek Hill was when he stepped onto the, the field. The only thing that everybody took notice of Tyreek before he stepped foot onto the NFL field was his was his speed, his track star speed. D. Rob, well, he was even invited to the NFL. PA uh NFL premiere rookie premiere like that is the mm. place where it's like you are a well-known face in the NFL based off of what you've done alone and it's like once you saw Tyreek do the things that you did you lost track of who he was and it's like yeah. no man. and I'm glad thank God for Dave Toe man he yeah. keeps here like before D-Rob you remember uh after the Marcus Peters incident with the Jets you heard the story about it was the team bus situation, how Marcus was going off. And that's when they told us, like, he's the one who was stepping like, I had enough of this. 
And it's like, man, Dave told us that dude, man. He's <laughs> letting me know. And he's like, D-Rod, like, you're great, man, but come on, bro. And I don't think he just referenced just special teams. He was referencing offense as well. And it's like, thank you. Somebody like a fire under his ass, something. Just come on. Like, he has all the potential in the world. And it's like when you had the opportunity to step up into Sammy's role and to do better than what you've been doing for the last four seasons with us, man, this is your opportunity. You can't you know, blow yeah. it away. This is it's true. Third contract season. You can't do this, man. Like, yeah. Well, I think he's going to, I think you're probably going to see a lot out of him. I think he's just going to, he's going to take heed to what he's doing. He, you know, it's the old saying, everybody wants to be like Mike, you know, and this it's no different when you're on a team with Tyreek Hill, honestly, mm-hmm. the, the most elusive, dangerous wide receiver player in the NFL. Probably ever at the position. Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't want to mimic him? Who wouldn't want to emulate the guy? But that's and not his game. I know. It's not his I know game, that, But it's no different than, you know, I mean, hell, when I pitched, I wanted to be Nolan Ryan. You know, I mean, I tried to mimic his movements and his arm movements and everything that he did, his shoulder stance, everything. I tried to do it all. And I destroyed myself doing it. So it's, 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 it's just part of it, man. You see a guy that throws 108 miles an hour and that's what you want to do. Yeah, I wanted to do it too, you know. Right, right. No, I understand. Right, right. They're young. I think he's realizing that maybe he screwed up. And, you know, it's Dante Hall was the best ever. Bro. You know, stopping cuts, doing all the things he did. Nobody was better than him ever. But when we found got Tyree Kill, when I saw that speed, I said, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get somebody who's close. We might have Joystick 2.0. You don't know. I mean, it just Mm -hmm. is what it is. But, Right. Again, Tyreek is the second coming of Dante Hall when it comes to the return game. I mean, it just is what it is. The difference is, is Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, to be honest with you, is a way better wide receiver. He's way better, man. Way better yeah, wide receiver. That's true. There's no, there's no slap against Dante Hall. It just is what it is. Tyreek's just perfected it to a point that – and, again, you know, you can say that. We don't know what Dante would have done in this era. You know, he was playing <laughs> in a different era as well. So mm-hmm. – but regardless, yeah, I mean, it's just part That's of it. True. But, you know, I think a lot of these guys in the league, they want to emulate the people that are the best. And when you're, you know, it's hard, it's hard enough when you're on a, an opposite team and you're trying to beat the guy like Tyreek Hill, but then you're on the same team in the same locker and you're in the same city that everybody talks about Tyreek Hill. That's all they say. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Even Sammy was tired of it. <laughs> I mean, he made, Sammy injured for half the season. Yeah, I know. But even Sammy I know. said, well, hell, now I don't have to run blocks or run, you know, run ghost plays for Tyreek, you know. That's so true. It's, it's just, I think maybe that part of it. But, again, then you look at By- Byron Ping- Pringle that uh, – Okay, he plays his own game. He does his own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's why he know, had a chance to get those snaps. If you notice, uh, going into the Super Bowl, Byron Pringle was getting more snaps at the wide receiver position than D-Rob at that time, if you guys yeah. had noticed. Like, man, like, and things was looking a lot smoother and better. Like, Patrick was throwing more efficient passes, and if he didn't get hurt, we would have blown the Browns out of the water. And so, like mm-hmm. you were saying, like you were trying to emulate your guy back in baseball. The difference with, with you, though, man, you took it seriously, just like Kobe did when he was trying to emulate Michael Jordan. That's why Kobe is one of the five greatest NBA players of all t- – basketball players of all time, because 
even Mike would say of all the players, even against LeBron, nothing against LeBron, but Kobe to me is like the closest player that is closest to me. And I appreciate that because I saw it in his eyes. He wanted it. D-Rob to me looks like he's just playing around too much. That's just why I'm more critical. Yeah. That's what I see. And what I would add to it, I understand, I agree with Philip to an extent, and this is why I'm saying, agree with Philip to an extent. During that game, when D-Rob ran backwards last week, he ran backwards a couple of times. He, on the third, fourth quarter, he was over there dancing on the side. I was like, man, what are you dancing for? You yeah. didn't, like, cut up field or – I mean, I like D-Rob. He's a great wide receiver out of Florida. I just expected to see a little bit more because he looked like he'd be a guy that could do kind of what uh, – uh, uh, Fountain is doing right now and more he's French, kind of just not yeah. running deep but kind of getting those inside catches. In the flats, it's just kind of like, bro, why are you running backwards all the time? I mean, when yeah. Dave Toe finally said it, I was like, well, obviously, I mean, Twitter, is, I mean, the Twitter, people would say the Twitter folks don't know what you're talking about, but people like you, me, JP, uh, Philip, we know what we're talking about. We we have not played the game to a high level, but we actually understand and see kind of what goes into it. And to see the same thing happen for four and five years, it's like, I bro, well, what, what's going to happen? Because I know Andy and them have said something to him. It, it, I, look. I, okay, I'm going to say this. I want D-Rob to make the team, but he needs to step up a lot more because he disappeared in the Super Bowl and he disappeared, in most importantly, in the Big 2020 yes. in the 2020 divisional playoff game against the tight, uh, Texans. We dropped two like wide open balls, passes man. and then one wide open touchdown pass. So I'm hoping he can figure it out because I want him to do really well. And I know, JP, you're laughing at me, bro, but I'm no, being no, serious. I agree man. He has with a you, lot man. Of I do. He I has really a lot of potential, but he has to be his own player. He can't try to be Harmon or Tyreek Hill. You can do your own thing. Michael Thomas is one of the great wide receiver in this league, but he's not a speed demon. No, D-Rob could be not. like him. But yeah. you know what? I'm going to leave it on D-Rob's court. I think D-Rob's going to have a great season. I hope he can make the roster because I don't think he's going to get cut. But if he doesn't step up, this is last season with the team. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, too much. and you're right. I mean, the whole thing is they got to get their mind. Like you said, they got to be their own player. They got to make their own decisions and they actually have to learn to listen to their coaches. And if they can't do that, then at some point, even with, you know, and I know this is a thing, a lot of people don't believe it is, but a lot of times players are kept for morale reasons. A lot of times that's just part of the game and Absolutely. you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, look how long Dieter's been around. He's okay. Morale though. No, he's a buddy of somebody's man. I mean, I he's, know, a he's a friend a of a friend of a friend of the best quarterback in I know. the NFL. So <laughs> I, it's just part of the thing. I mean, it's, it's D Rob, he's loved by everybody. And the whole team, you know, it, it, it's weird because I look at like, I go back and I look at Charkandrick because everybody loved him. He lit up a locker room. The guy was, when he, he was walked consistent. in the room, he, everybody <laughs> loved Charkandrick, you know, mm, that's true. And then, that's true. And he could have been very consistent. He wasn't because every time he turned around, there was a new running back kind of stepping in and doing his, you know what I'm saying? So, but then again, they cut him when they could have, he was sitting there waiting for the first year to come back and they didn't bring him back or after that first year, they did bring him back Mm -hmm. and then let him go, you know? So it's kind of confusing to me sometimes. And I granted he was a little bit more money than D Rob will ever be, I think, but it's still the whole point. Sometimes I think they're kept around for certain reasons. D Rob, I think they know he has the potential and they're trying to squeeze it out of him in this last year before his contract is, you know, before he mm-hmm. goes on that fifth year option. And 
if they can't get it out of him, then he's done. But I think they're going to keep him one more year and see if they can push it out of him. If they can, then they'll pick up his fifth year. If not, then he's done for. I mean, I think that's really yeah. how it's going to end up playing out. You know, looking at some of these guys that we got, and I was going to, you know, looking at some of this stuff, because we got a list of people here. I have a question mark. Okay. McKinnon. Think he's going to make the roster? Oh, yes. Oh, Most yeah. definitely. Good. He could be our uh, new Damian Williams. That's what mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. I agree. Now, Darwin Thompson. Oh, now serious talk. I don't care about the one game he had that he did okay. Mm -hmm. Serious talk. Mm -hmm. Do you think he's going to be a viable player given the fact that McKinnon is as good as he is? We got Clyde. Do we really have to keep him after three years of him not really doing anything for us? I think when it comes to Darwin, I think he's going to get cut. He yeah. may be on the practice squad, but I said this on last week's show, and I, th I know Phil was on listening, and JP obviously was on too. But I think Derek Gore might be able to take that spot in the future. About. Granted, if they want to keep two running backs on the practice squad roster, I'm saying for now, Darwin is not going to make the 53 man roster just off of what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. What do you think, Philip? Same here. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a good chance he does stay, probably just for week one or week two. Because let's just say, look at Clyde and the injuries. I mean, they did come back. They did come back, but in a limited, limited capacity. So, if they do get hurt again, I mean, I can see that happening. But if not, and they go into week one healthy and ready to go, then yeah, Darwin's not won't be on the roster week one. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You got Daryl. You got Clyde. You got McKinnon, and you got Gore. I mean, what more do you really need? Uh, other than you really don't need more than those four guys i mean mm -hmm. they're awesome all four of them so and gore really kind of solidified himself um for a practice that last, spot at least yeah uh, minimum i mean yeah bare minimum okay so we know taco got cut we talked about that we talked about will parks the surprise cuts as everybody said uh weitzman's gone um riley cole's gone let's see anthony gordon's gone seen a bunch of guys say that he couldn't throw a ball five yards um i thought he had a little better arm than that but he played pretty good i mean i don't know what they talked about yeah i don't know either i don't know what they're what game they were looking at but um now uh who's your surprise cut anybody got a surprise cut on this right now you, you going to go first philip <laughs> well nine well ten days ago uh it was uh around the time when we were playing the niners i when i saw that taco was inactive. I was like, dang, look like Tim Ward is about to take Taco's spot. And nine day, and then nine days later, I'm at work yesterday uh at SAC and to my SAC people, um, hope you guys are watching again. Uh Stephanie, Jacqueline, Angie, everybody else, Kathy and Brad, Colin. Uh I got the alert that Taco got released. I was like, oh dang. So I now look back at my tweet where I said, Tim Ward about to take his spot because man, when you see Tim Ward, you see that his stats are very identical of Chris Jones, who's playing like a defensive player of the year guy. You gotta say to yourself, like, yeah, Tim Ward coming from last season, he wants that roster spot. This is a guy who came off of a sack off of Justin Herbert in week 17 of last season. Um, it's great to have that chemistry where you're there with on the roster and uh you were on that roster going in, even into the Super Bowl, even if you're an inactive. I think he's looking at this as, as it's time to step up. So yeah, Taco was a shock to me, man. And I wasn't surprised by Will Parks, but yeah, Taco was the shocker. Yeah. It got any it got any uh you got any uh, moving forward surprise cuts? 
Man, that's a good. You got eighty one. guys on the roster right now. It's hard. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, oh man, I know y'all might be surprised by this one. If D Rob, well, if D Rob don't step it up, I would not be surprised. Be surprised because I think you look at the money he's making. Uh, they said the same thing about Bluth early on, but nah, man, you need Bluth, and especially the fact that Bluth was starting offensive lineman with the Super Bowl uh, Rams team that one year when they went against the Patriots, mm-hmm. you got to have him, man, very valuable. More of way more valuable than Andrew Wiley at the guard position at all. So, anyway, uh, I also have D-Rob. I wouldn't be surprised if D-Rob uh, doesn't make it, make it. But, no, the biggest surprise to me is if Fountain doesn't make it, man. Like, Fountain mm-hmm. has earned his stripes. This yeah. guy leads the team in all-purpose yards through two preseason games. 113 total yards, 92 yards receiving, 21-yard kickoff return. I mean, like, of course, you need to do a lot of special teams reps because Dave Tobe is like the person, the final person you go to. But, man, you're talking about somebody to help Patrick and looking for what Sammy could do for you. Fountain has displayed that. He's caught passes from all different quarterbacks on his team, man. And it's like he showed you that he could catch passes from those quarterbacks, even if it's a good or bad throw. And if he don't make this roster, then that'll be a shocker to me. Um, a surprise one to me would be Alex Okafor, but then I wouldn't be surprised, but it would be a shock mm-hmm. because he's to me, um, of course, he would he would be the third best pass rusher. We didn't have Jaron Reed last season, but he was the fourth best, and we definitely need his veteran presence. But I wouldn't be surprised because they're looking at how well the young guys are developing, especially with Chris Jones and the type of monster season he was going to potentially have, man. So that's one right there. Okay. What about you, Caleb? Um, just kind of looking at it, um, the only player I can think I was gonna go with D Rob, but I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna see how he could perform as the next game. I want to be surprised if something like that happens. But I'm looking more at the defense. I'm looking kind of more at Marnie Watson or Dorian Daniel. Those guys play a lot of special team snaps, but on the past couple seasons, Watts has gotten more snaps than Dorian O'Daniel. So be kind of curious to see. How, how many snaps they both play in this next this last preseason game? Because I think it will kind of affect what they do. Now I think uh, I think it was JP or well, Phil. One of you guys said that Dave uh, Dave Tobe, uh, Dorian Daniels is his guy when it comes to special teams. That's one thing Dorian Daniels has always played is special teams. So it'd be kind of curious to see what he can do. And I know Watts has one pick already in the preseason. I don't know how that's going to come down to it when it comes to the when it comes down to everything. But last year Watts didn't do as great. So I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen. So I'm going to say Watts or Dorian Daniel. One of those two possibly aren't going to be on the 50 man, 53-man roster, just to what, what we have right now. Yeah, you know, I, I actually agree with you with Watts. I, that's who I actually thought um, was going to be the surprise cut. And now I'm kind of questioning that just because he did actually play fairly well, you know, when he was in the in this last game. And I'm thinking, damn, man, I mean, that's a hard thing because he does know – and I know he had some issues, injury issues, but um, – and he did, you know, he came back and he looks okay, but I don't know. It's just, it's a tough thing because you got, and like, you know, we, we named that last show too much talent for a reason, because we do have so much talent on this team. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how, how difficult can it be as a GM and a head coach, any coach on this, on this, in this organization to have to make these cuts and realize that I just cut somebody that <laughs> could easily help us win a Super Bowl just like the next guy. And it's just a, you know, it's a gut feeling more than it is a performance issue. You know, it, it, it that's got to be a very difficult thing to do. That's all I can say. I mean, I, I don't know how they could do it, man. I, I, it would be drive me crazy. I can't sleep at night over stupid shit. 
Can you imagine <laughs> doing that? I mean, anyway, um, I agree, man. Wrong, man. I don't know what to do about that. I mean, it, Armani Watts would be my surprise one if it happened. Um, but I tell you what, I do have one more. This is like uh, probably a, a bold prediction, but I can almost see a trade happening. Hmm. Oh, me too, man. I'm feeling it too, bro. I'm going to say offensive lineman. Oh. And and it can happen. I'm going to say on the offensive line. I'll put it that way. And it would help in the uh, wide receiver area um, if it does happen. And I can see it happening between now and second wave of free agency. Hmm. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I think I see what you're going. I think I see what you're going there. Okay. Yeah. Do you I, mean, I can Phillip? say the player's name if you want me to. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think it's LDT. You, well, I can see that possibly happening because we got rid of yeah. Damian Williams previously traded. Wait, well, we cut him. I want to be surprised if they want to trade LDT. It'd be kind of interesting if they do because I'm kind of like he's still a pretty good offensive lineman. Let's say you think he's not gonna come back because I know he broke a bone in his a bone in his hand. So it'd be pretty interesting to see how um he will come back. But yeah, man, I mean, trade him. I don't know who we would trade him to, but it'd be interesting to see who we well, could get in return. NFC I mean, there's a lot of teams. There's an NFC team that uh, that I think I think I talked to you about that um, would be a good trade place. You know, that needs really needs an offensive player somebody on the offensive line and we need what they have so can we say um, the name of the team uh no i uh, don't want to right now okay that's fine uh, if you want to uh, guess i mean I'll, is the nfc south team mm -mm. no it's not no it's nfc north i yeah, know exactly what you're talking north. about now too yeah yeah oh <laughs> don't uh -oh. say the name but <laughs> <laughs> it's not Devontae adams <laughs> no that'd be nice no that would be nice yeah, but, uh, uh, especially you got you got to choose between Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams. Nah, man. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. Mm -mm, no, yeah, <laughs> Devontae will never come here. I'm telling you right now, no. he's staying where. Oh, he's going. He's going. Joke. He's going where wherever A Rod is. And oh yeah, uh, shout shout out to my boy Devontae, uh, my homeboy and uh, Lawrence. Uh, Y'all ain't gonna like this. He's a he's a Raiders fan, but you know, Tell no. <laughs> I told him this, and do not be surprised if this happens too, and it would probably like shake up things. Do not be surprised if A-Rod and Devontae was trying to look at the Raiders. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Mahomes and A-Rod twice a year. I don't know, but- But he wants to win it. He wants to go to Super Bowl. Mahomes is gonna, Chiefs. Uh, I don't. I can't. I can't see A. Rod playing though with John Gruden. There's 20 either. years in the past when it comes to coaching style. No, no, I that, just don't see it personally, because you know unless they have to fire him and get a whole revamped. Yeah, and the only way it's going to happen, him going to the Raiders, is if Gruden actually uh, owns up to what he said and walks away because he doesn't make another playoff, another season with, without going to the playoffs. Because he right. said if he goes another season without making it. That he's not even going to collect a paycheck. He's just going to walk away. So. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if that actually happens. But I mean, that's what he. You know, that was what he. You know, if I fail the team and I fail the city, then I'm going to walk away without collecting any money because I didn't. I didn't earn it. So 
this is his, coming up on his fifth season and they haven't made the playoffs yet. And if they don't make it this year and they extended it another seat, another game. So it's going to even be tougher for him and their defense still sucks balls. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a really hard time making the playoffs. And I got to tell you, looking at, I honestly, I don't care what a lot of these projected bullshit uh, predictions for records are going to be. It doesn't, I mean, honestly, you can tell by team by watching yourself versus what some of these guys put out, but uh, a few guys put out the Broncos are going to be six and what, six and 11. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I think with Teddy as a starter. No, they didn't have that. I think they can go nine and eight. I think so too. Absolutely. Um, they had the, uh, they had the, they had the chargers going at five games. Uh, they were supposed to win five games this year. They had the Raiders win in six games. No, they had the Raiders win in seven games. I don't think the Raiders are going to – I think they're going to be in – and it's not because I hate them. I think they're going to be in dead last. I think they're mm-hmm. going to be last in the division. I think with Teddy being – I think he's better than Locke, and I think he's going to help the Way Broncos. Better. Yeah, he's going to help the Broncos move forward. Right. And I think you might see – you might see the Broncos come in second place in the division. I you think the Broncos and the Chargers can win above eight games. I think eight games is going to be their cap of wins this year. Eight oh, to nine. I think so too. Yeah. I think I mean, they're they moved a step in the right direction. The Raiders, I don't even know what they're gonna do, honestly, at this point. They continue to drag downhill. They keep digging their grave every year. It seems like nothing has changed for them. Well, it's crazy. I mean, you go out and you spend $160 million in your offensive line. They do absolutely nothing for you because your quarterback still sucks. And then you turn around and release the whole off or get trade the offensive line off, bring in a bunch of rookies and then bring in some rookies for your defensive line and expect that's going to help the next year. It's not, you just brought in a bunch of guys that don't know shit about your system and they're not going to gel that quickly. And you -hmm. still have the same quarterback issue that you had the prior six years. So what, what advantage did you think you had by doing any of this? Their biggest mistake was when Gruden walked in the door he got rid of Khalil Mack. That was a huge mistake. And he got rid of Amari Cooper. That was stupid on both. Boy. Both of those and Marquette were King. And Marquette huh? King. He can yeah. punt. Oh, yeah. yeah. He can punt. He can yeah, punt. Man. He's, it's my ridiculous. Boy, yeah. My boy, Devontae, he told me that. He said that's the one of the biggest things that pissed him off is when they got rid of Marquette. He said he loved Marquette. And Khalil yeah. and Amari, man. That, yeah. Then it's the Raiders turn around and try to go back and get Khalil Mack back at the beginning of this. Oh, going back there. Season. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Baby, Chicago come said, back. Uh, pound sand. Yeah, you can go pound sand somewhere. Oh, me. <laughs> I mean, please. I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, to me, I, I look at some of these teams, and I mean, we've been through it. We had horrible coaching. We had horrible GMs. Not all at the same time. Once at the same time. And we know what it's like to be in that gutter of terrible situations. But we always had a good owner. And that was the difference. We had a good owner and there was times he got taken advantage of, especially originally with Lamar. I mean, Carl Peterson was the king of it, but (laughs) he finally learned, you know, as he got older and then Clark, of course, took care of the rest of it. But I look at some of the stuff and I think, how the hell does this even happen? Especially with like the Raiders. I mean, they're, I don't know. People think they're solidified in Las Vegas. They're not. There's so many fans here of other teams versus them. I mean, 
they don't even know how long they're going to last here. That's that's what most fans think. They don't think they're going to last here very long. And they know they're not going to be that great, but it is what it is. Okay, let's get back to the Chiefs. Fuck them. Um, right. Oh, <laughs> dang. That wasn't me, Tay. If you ever listen to this film, don't listen. That ain't one me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I'm on yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Okay, hold up. So we assumed, Caleb and I, that they wouldn't play any of the starters in the last preseason game. Well, Andy's going to have most – whoever can start is going to start, apparently, for the first half of their preseason mm. game. I agree. That's at least that's what he said. So I'm guessing he wants to get these guys ready to go. Maybe he wants to get the offensive line, you know, a little bit more practice in before week one. It's the only thing I can come up with and get him used to Mahomes' style of movement and, you know, his style of play. But they're going to have him out there. I say only let Mahomes be out there for a quarter. Yeah. Two, yeah. two to three drives, that's it. But you keep the yeah. offensive line in. I, I'm just a little worried due to injuries. Yeah. Because I've seen players in the preseason tear ACLs, break bones. I mean, it's not a good fit. And then it lingers on for the rest of the season. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. And I'm just a little concerned. I mean, Tyreek Kill, he's nursing it. Well, was nursing a hamstring injury. I don't think nothing's really said about that. Uh, CEH is dealing with, a, I think, an ankle sprain, yeah. a side ankle sprain. Yeah. Daryl Williams has a concussion. I mean, the last thing we need for Travis Kelsey to tear something. So, I mean, I understand they're going to start, but they got to kind of keep it minimum into it. Because I feel like they know they, I, I, I know the Chiefs practice probably more off off the books than more teams do. do. Norma Holmes works with everyone. Yeah. I just feel like it's not necessary to have them for a first time, maybe a couple series. I think we need to see what these younger guys can do, unless they already, unless they've already seen enough sample size through two games, which is pretty, which is what. Which is possible because we've seen some of these guys ball out in these first two games like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, I was I was just like, wow, man. I mean, you know, I I didn't know Andy would go that long with the starters, but then I started thinking about it. You know, given the fact that you know our whole offensive line is pretty much new, well, they pretty much all are new. Um, yeah, you'd want them out there to get their as much play time as they can in because week one, you know, because week one's coming right up, so. We got to uh, got to have those guys prepared, and the the more time they have to gel, the better. Although mm-hmm. they look like they've been playing together for years, I mean. Yeah, they're looking pretty good. Damn, the offense I mean, line is blocking like nobody's business. Oh my God, the time, the time he has in the pocket is crazy. You know, I mean, and somebody said, well, they were playing. No, they weren't. Our offense, our starting offensive line was playing their starting defensive line. You know, when they were in in the beginning of that mm-hmm. game, and. It, it, it was like, wow, these guys got all the time in the world. You know, that was great to see. Uh, we haven't seen that in years. I got to tell you, and I was going to bring this up, and I forgot about it, to be honest. Um, I don't know that I've seen a better offensive line other than probably the 2003 offensive line with Willie Rofe and Will Shields and all yes. those guys. That's the last time I remember an offensive line this good. That's what I was thinking of, especially the moment we drafted Trey Smith. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yes, this could be the best offensive line since that era. Yeah. Ron Waters, Willie Rove, Will Shields, my mentor back in high school. Uh, I trained at his facility, uh, uh, 68 Inside Sports. Uh, um, John Tate, Casey Wigman. You also got to throw in uh, 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 Tim Grunhardt because he was also part of the originals from the 90s. He was one of my favorite mm-hmm. offensive linemen uh, before the 2000 era came too, man. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that's what they're going to remind me of, especially the run game. Even though Andy doesn't, like, do too much running, the run game is going to be much better. And Patrick, he's going to have his the most rushing yards he's ever had in his career. It's almost going to be like, dang. It's like Patrick took a little bit of Alex Smith stuff from 2015. Yeah, yeah. Because that yeah. offensive line is opened up the holes. Just like the first play, you saw Clyde get 10 yards. That's why I was like, exactly. Everything that I've said before it happened is happening. They're opening up holes for Clyde. And Clyde could definitely gonna have a 1,000 yards rushing this year. No, he's gonna eat. Hmm, there's no, okay. there's no lie. He's gonna eat. It's gonna balance. It's it balances that whole team. That whole offense is gonna be completely balanced out because of this. And it, the greatest part is, is it's gonna allow our defense to actually rest. You know, when they can get the rest in and come out with fresh legs when they have to come out, that's just gonna make all the difference in the world. You know, a great offensive line changes the whole outcome of every part of our team. How they play, how they end up. How, you know it's it's crazy how much it affects but it does it, because it you know the timings changed on everything it just it's 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 a much needed thing and it need really it needed to be done a while back but i'm just glad they did what they did and got it finished and took you know took it to the next level because we needed to i mean it just is what it is the way but, i see it oh sorry go ahead jeffy go ahead no i'm done i was saying the way i see it is Mahomes is the president. The Secret Service has to protect him, and that's what our offensive line is, the Secret Service. Oh, the that's secret. their nickname, in my opinion, because that. they got to protect him. If you Mahomes is hurt, what's going to happen? Now, Grant, we might be able to beat teams off running games, and Chad Henney might be able to come in, but Mahomes is the team in yeah. certain instances. So they got to protect him. That's why I consider them the Secret Service. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they, they pick up the blitzes, they stop the attacks, and we keep moving. Yep, that's exactly right. And Mahomes will have so much time to run. Mm-hmm. I love that nickname, the Secret Service. That's definitely the name for it. Because after is. that Super Bowl, yo, man, that's what it's all about, man. I know we have all watched that film, thirty-one to nine, is in our mind still, man. And that's why I feel like our defense is going to play lights out this year because of that. And I'm loving it. Just like you said, JP, last time I was on there, on here, when you are picking off the best quarterback in the National Football League like that in practice, is not really your offense. It's the way the defense is playing. Just like when you see Snead go up against McCall Harmon in practice, mm -hmm. Snead, what you saw him doing of recent, I've seen that with him and McCall Harmon or other guys, the receiver position, and it's like they're working on it. Nick Bolton and all those guys, they are working on it. These, yeah. This defense is hungry. Hitchens, and we can see the best season from Anthony Hitchens in the Chiefs uniform this year. I thought last year was. I think this year he's going to play the most snaps he's ever played in the Chiefs uniform and is going, that's also going to be the difference maker, especially when you add Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton, to me, he is going to, he's definitely our like Darius Leonard type of player. And that's what I love about this guy. And um, he should definitely take Ben Neiman's spot. Of course, right now it doesn't look like it, but down the road I see it because this guy is a great blitzer. You saw that 49ers game. He was, he was the reason why Tim Ward got that set because he, got a blitz on Trey Lance. Mm. Trey Lance saw Nick Bolton. Oh, man, he got scared and hesitated, and then that's when Ward got him. And I'm like, that's what I saw from Nick Bolton from a zoo. That's what we need out there. Bolton, I mean, compared to him and Neiman, Neiman blitz, but Neiman looked soft or like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do once I blitz, right? And, of course, majority of the time it worked because, of course, sometimes you just got to do a little bit, but Bolton does it all. And he's a guy who would average, like, more tackles 
in a game that any linebacker on the team, especially you compare his stats in college and the pros and all those things, he has the potential. Even let's say he played the same amount of snaps that Damian Wilson played last season. He would still have the most tackles, lead the team in tackles this year in 13 games if it was that last year. So that tells mm-hmm. you about his potential. Like, we got a Darius Leonard. That's also another reason why our defense is going to be this good as well, man. And also the addition of Jaron Reed. And I like I told some of these – Couch GMs, just like another term you threw out there, man. <laughs> I told these couch GMs, he, Chris is not going to be a full-time DN. Yes, you're going to see him on the edge and getting some sacks on the edge, but then the majority is going to come from the inside with Jaron Reed, which is going to make them the best defensive tackle or interior duo in the National Football League this year, man. Like, oh, they're going to rotate him in and out all night. Uh, uh, every oh, season. I mean, it's going to be a different mm-hmm. – I mean, that's what – and it's going to be like a, you know – Nobody's going to be able to read that defense. That's the greatest part about it. I mean, they're going to be like Calais Campbell in Jacksonville, bro. Like, I've been telling people. Same thing like what Calais did. Yep. Yep. I agree, man. It's going to be – and, you know, Anthony Hitchens, he's – honestly, he's probably one of the most underrated players we've got. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nobody ever gives him credit. And I remember when I found out they were signing him, I was so happy. And I was like, wow, they're going to really bring him on. And when I, I think I, did I tell you, Caleb, when we found out about that, was you the, when I called or texted? Um, yeah, you yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, you told and me, I went, yeah. Oh, damn. So I was really happy about it. And then I thought, man, when I was watching that first year or so, and I thought, man, he's not getting utilized correctly. And he wasn't really, but he was still making plays. And I thought, man, he's still doing his job. But now he just, last year, he did have the best year he's had. But you're right. He's going to have a better year because when you bring in talent, one player can make can change everybody else's game. I mean, one player can change how somebody else plays and step up the level of everybody else's play because it takes the workload off. And we've Mm -hmm. seen it time and time again, how many times our players struggle because they're Frank Clark, the only one out there doing it. And then you got people as Philip said earlier, couch GMs, couch coaches bitching because apparently they're those guys from the couch are paying that $105 million (laughs) of his contract. So they're real pissed off about it, but um, they don't understand that he's out there by himself getting double teamed and Mm -hmm. drug, you know? So, and he played through injuries. He played through stomach issues. He played through all this shit that he had to deal with. So we are now seeing the best part of all of this is that, we went to two Super Bowls lacking the players that we have right now to solidify what we needed to solidify. We mm-hmm. needed a better offensive line during those two years that we went to the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that. They weren't the greatest the first year we went. They were good, but they weren't the greatest. This last year, I mean, Fisher's been hurt on and off for the last four years. Everybody knows that. Swartz has been kind of up and down. I mean, he's, he was in there more than Fisher was, but again, mm-hmm. he was still hurt consistent too in a way exactly so we finally fixed that issue we fixed it our pass our our run defense looks what night and day compared to what it looked like oh easily yeah man yeah totally easily yeah our our pass rush looks good we got great corners do i still miss breezy hell yeah i will always miss him because i love his aggressive way he played the game he didn't take no shit from nobody and I still think he's still in my – I will never say he's not a top-10 player. Never. I will never say he's not because, in my opinion, he is. People can throw shade at him all day long. He's still one of the best in the league. 
and I'm happy that he's playing for a great team. So, you know, at least he can contribute somewhere. But anyway, um, we've filled all the – the only thing that I can see us lacking a little bit on right now is at the wide receiver position. We're a little bit light in that area. Yeah. Um, just depth-wise. I mean, it's not – you know, in a perfect world and nobody ever got injured, yeah, we'd be okay. You know, but I don't want to just be okay in that position, I guess. I want to have another stud stud, you know, out there that can rotate in and out. And I'm not taking anything away from McCall Hardman because, right? hey, you know what? People can say whatever they want to say. He was still number two last year in punt return yardage. And people bitched and complained about him going backwards a couple of times or he dropped the ball, whatever. People dropped passes. Nobody bitched when Tyreek dropped the pass in the Super Bowl in the end zone. Nobody right. said a shit about that. But it was McColl, so let's just blow it up, you know. But it's his third season in the league. Give the guy time to gel and get used to what he's got to get used to he's working he's doing what he's supposed to be doing so give him the time to be able to just do his job i mean he made a phenomenal catch the concentration to make that catch in the end zone was unbelievable that was a phenomenal catch last week anybody can say what they want not a lot of guys would have been able to make that catch i agree so yeah i agree I think one thing, JP, I don't mean to cut you off. Just one thing about that catch, though, is people were trying to say that cornerback was getting burned all season. Like, I don't care if the cornerback on that team was getting burned all season. McColl made a phenomenal catch. And the defender was actually in a good spot. Yeah, Hardman had to come back to it, hold his hands. Like, basically, it was like a couple feet off the ground. It was like that was about to touch the ground. And to catch that concentration – that, no scrub can do that. No, no scrub can do that. And I'm not saying no. players are bad. Like, Harmon has been training. Now, granted, has he probably trained with Mahomes as much as fans liked him, liked him to? Probably not. But what does that matter at the end of the day? As long as he's getting better, that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. And we don't know how much. I mean, people could say what they want. We don't know how much he trained with, with uh, Mahomes this year. I know there was times in the beginning of the season he did train with them, and or beginning of the offseason. There was times right before OTAs that they trained together. So, cause I have, we've talked, you know, Caleb, I've talked to him a few times mm-hmm. and he's not slacking off. I mean, he's not on uh, Twitter 24 hours a day playing video games. Yep. Like I've seen That's other true. players. So, I mean, it kind of is what it is. I mean, he's, you know, how he does it as long, it doesn't matter as long as he does it, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things just because we don't hear about him going out and practicing with Mahomes doesn't mean he's not right. That's very true. So, but, you know, looking at our wide receivers, we do have some good ones that are on the roster. I don't think Hal is going to be, I think he's going to be on the practice squad. Um, what do you guys think about Pal? Pal, same here. I think he's going to be on the practice squad, red shirt year and come back next year. I think it's going to be good for him. Um, I mean, I had high hopes for him to come in and uh, do something right away, especially after it for real being uh, Trevor Lawrence's number one guy last year in college football. Um, especially when you can't beat out Fountain and you can't beat out Marcus Kemp and uh, D. Rob and those other guys. I mean, there has to be something that's going on. And um, even when I went up to camp up there, I didn't really see much of Powell do anything. And um, he's doing good in certain moments when he gets the opportunity. But it just hasn't shown. So especially when Fountain and he's showing out right now, I feel like Powell, 
he's heading towards a practice squad, which would be great for him. Hopefully yeah. he comes out next year and does what he does or unless bearing injury, they bring him off the practice squad and then he gets the opportunity. And uh, and I feel like it starts with that chemistry with Pat. And I feel like Fountain should make the roster because you, you guys notice he signed around minicamp and it starts with minicamp just like as one of the things that you create a 53-man roster from Scott Pioli, despite how we feel about Scott Pioli. I think it's great to learn from his perspective because he's been there and done that. And these are like type of things you need to look at, especially like the 25 most important positions uh, listed by Bucky Brooks on there. This is for fans who want to understand about the game and how this stuff works. These is true things. Like it starts with mini camp and training camp and preseason games and also the relationship with the coaches. And I feel like Fountain has done a great job at that compared to some of the other guys, especially Powell. And that's why I feel like Fountain will make it over Powell. And yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Like yeah. I think when it comes to Powell, I think, I think he's too good to be put on the practice squad at this point. I think you should at least make the roster, get his feet wet in special teams like Willie Gay had to do, and we've seen many other rookies had to do in the past. I think kind of what it comes down to is Powell's a great player, and he should get some snaps on the field. But I think what you should do is kind of hold him back to a certain extent. Hold him back for the first couple of weeks, let him play sparingly, but kind of hold him back, see what he see what he can do. I just just from my understanding, I just if you're gonna draft, I think the players first through fifth round, I really don't think in even six and seven, I don't even think you need to cut them I've, or put them on the practice squad. I feel like you should at least have them there for that first first season to see how they do go, how they work, and then possibly maybe move on from later, move to practice squad. I just just watching his footwork, I think he's gonna learn a lot, and he may not jump off the screen the first game or two, but give it week 14, 15. 16, whenever we kind of maybe we've already had everything, everything locked up, he comes in. Hey, it'd be nice to kind of see. But yeah. I agree with both of you guys. The wide receiver position is kind of tough. Yeah. It is very interesting, but I think that Powell should make it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, we got, let's see. So we got, who do we have? We got Tyreek, D Rob. Um, we got, who else do we got for wide receivers, man? Uh, um, Hardman. Hardman. Um, um, Maurice French, Fountain, yeah. Darius Fountain, um, Garrick Dieter. Do you know the other ones, Philip, by any chance? I know I'm getting the main ones. Darius Shepard, uh, Blue uh-huh. Springs, Missouri native. Um, he was the Packers' leading uh, kick return guy last year. Um, he's okay. actually fifth in the team right now with the most all-purpose yards, um, like 67 yards total off of a kickoff, yeah. turns, and punts. Not doing bad, but um, I don't think he's going to make it. But I feel like the Chiefs will keep looking at him like something happens down the road because I think they like some of the stuff he does because he's a very good worker. Um, who else? Yeah, I know if there's French. and yeah, I think we kind of – oh, Marcus Kemp. I think we pretty much got to the main guys. Kemp. Yeah. That's who I was thinking about, Kemp. Kemp has been going off too. I'm not he really bro, has. I, I'm like what you – that play, that yard after catch play, I saw him do the same thing. At Kent when I went up there that day, two passes, deep passes from Mahomes. I'm like, okay, Kim, I'll see you. I'll see you. Well, I think we need. Well, I, I got to tell you, I think a lot of it's going to depend on this last preseason game, and if they don't make a move between now and Week One, they're probably going to play out week one week two and see how it goes and then see what you know if it goes well with who we have then they you know that maybe they won't make a move but if they need to make a move for another wide receiver it's going to happen before the second wave hits so mm, or during the second wave um 
Speaking about that, who do you think that they're uh, – you mentioned an NFC North, so who do you think that we might trade for? I got to keep my mouth closed on that one because it's already uh, been uh, – it's been one of those things that's been talked about for a while. But uh, – and I guess it was – well, it was kind of let go of for a little bit, then the talk started again, and I'm going to let it go because I know that person wants out of a certain place and um, they got – they want – they, 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 we have something they want, and we are the place that he wants to be. So, oh, okay, my boy, Allen Robinson. Don't say, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yes, come on. He wants to come on. That's super. Come on. This is the guy who watched that Super Bowl. Like, man, that ain't if, I was, him. if I was on the Chiefs, I'll, yes, yes, yes. Nope, nope, wrong guy. No, dang. <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't pay eighteen million dollars, but that's what. Yeah. I yeah, that's the thing that I see it won't happen. Yeah, it won't happen. Wrong guy. Um, but uh, right. what about this Drew Scott guy? Oh, he's a long snapper. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, else yeah. do we got on this team, man? That who do you think is going to get cut? Let's see. Um, who do we got left here to get cut, man? Uh, Damone Harris. That's that's the name now. Yeah. Like. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with Philip on that one. Damone Harris had a great first year with the team. We I remember we picked him off the Ravens practice squad. He had a really good first season. Him and Mike Pinnell. It was kind of crazy, kind of see what they were doing. Year. Yeah, yeah, and they did really good that year. And it's just kind of they kind of dropped off. So I don't know kind of what happened there. But yeah, Damone Harris was another great guy. I was kind of curious to see kind of how he would do. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about the week? What about Yasser Durant? I think it's gonna be practice squad again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you got Dieter, it's probably gonna be practice squad again. Honest question for you guys. Do you think Dieter's gonna catch a touchdown pass in this season or maybe next season or sometime in the future? What are you guys' thoughts? I'm just kind of curious. Do you think he's gonna like make a catch a touchdown or do some something memorable for the team pretty soon? I think if he does, it's probably gonna be because Mahomes wants it to happen. Exactly. Yeah. I think if Mahomes I mean, wasn't on this team, I don't think he would even be here right now. Exactly. I think Dieter has some skill set that really hasn't been touched, though. He I does. still kind of feel like he he could play the slot in a way if you really wanted to move uh, Hartman outside and wanted to put Dieter in the slot to kind of. I think Dieter could outrun some of those linebackers. I really do. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know why they don't. He has some toughness. He has some grit to him. Yeah. They just don't. For some reason, they don't have a lot of faith in him. I mean, mm. you see how the minimal snaps he has even in preseason games, it's minimal. It just yeah. doesn't seem yeah. like they have a whole lot of faith in the kid. And it's almost like, like we've said numerous times, and then we've kind of heard this too, that it's almost like he's there because of loyalty reasons more than anything. Mm. Uh, it's He's really good friends with Mahomes, and he's really good friends with Tyreek. So, in fact, he was, during that whole bullshit thing with Tyreek, he was – he was right there with, with Tyreek. I remember. He was with him the whole yeah, time. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, he's and that like, makes I, more sense as you said about yeah. the moral guy, morale. Exactly. So it brings it back to that morale thing that's just kind of one of those things that you got to look at. And it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's worth having somebody on the team that helps other players, especially when it's your elite, you know, skill players that, if they help them, they help them. You know, it's kind of like having a service dog, I guess. I mean, it, it, I'm not comparing a human being to a dog. I'm just saying, you know, for support, for whatever reason it may be, 
it's good to have him there for some, you know, for mm -hmm. different things. But you know who has stepped it up is Saunders. Yes, yes he has. Man, yes, that man. episode of the of the franchise yesterday that was amazing. Not just his music, but just to see him do his music and also use that as a chance to get back on the field. It's an amazing story, man. And oh man, I did not know that was really going on with him. I understand the dislocation in his elbow, but for him to describe it, it really like, dang, man. And yeah. I'm rooting for him and he's really turning it around. He's looking like he's going to do the best season he's ever had his career with us. And I can't wait to see that. This yeah. defense line, everybody on his defense line is going to play. Yeah. When it comes to Kellen really Sanders, um, one thing I kind of knew he was like, uh, he moved up in a step is whenever the first snap of the defense in the week one preseason game, he was out there with the ones. I was kind of like, wow, okay. Yeah. And just kind of see him out there, he was blocked, clogging holes. I mean, that's one thing we need him to do clog the holes because that's very important for our run defense. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do in this upcoming season. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's definitely, um, he's another one that, you know, he's not only a great player, but he's a morale booster. The guy, mm -hmm. He's got everybody laughing on the sidelines. He's always in a good mood. He's just one of those people that makes everybody happy all the time. And that's, you know, you got to have that kind of stuff. I mean, it, if you don't have somebody that can motivate you and not just in a way that is sports driven, but in a personal way as well, you know, normal everyday life way, I guess I should say, it's not, you know, it's not, not conducive, I guess, to somebody you're mm -hmm. going to spend a lot of time with, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's no different than, every day any other bodies else's you spend more time with people at your job than you do the people you live with so you gotta ask somebody that can motivate you and keep you going and that's what a lot of these guys are good at you know that's the mm -hmm. one thing i love about brett beach and andy reed is they they know how to find those players that are not only great but they gel together so well and they their continuity is so strong it's just awesome to see i mean that's tyron matthews said everybody needs a guy like kalen sanders um you know, yeah. on their, you know, and, that, and he's not lying. Um, but that's part of the, the continuity of this team is that they're, they're, they gel so well together. You know, I remember, and I think, I know I brought this up, but I remember back in the day when the guys that I knew that played a lot of times in the off season, most of them didn't hang around together. Hmm. You know, maybe one or two guys would talk, but most of the time guys would go their own separate ways. They would go back to their hometowns hang out for two months and then they would come back. They would do their little thing, go back home for two months. It was never, they just hung out together. It was rare. Mm. Now Derek and Neil that hung out rare. together a lot. Yeah. Donnie Edwards would hang out with Tony a lot. Um, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. But it was, it was very rare that you would see guys that would just hang out after football was over. They just didn't do it. I mean, it's, it's rare to see this, type of camaraderie that we have with our team everybody wants to hang out with each other in the off season they go to each other's houses they have mm -hmm. you know dinners whatever the case is they still do it and that's something that you just it's a rarity in this in this league it's rare in any sport but it's it's extremely rare in the nfl because everybody comes from a different background a different city a different state i mean you know kelsey's from ohio you know mahomes is from texas everybody's from a different place. So they want to go home and see their families or hang out where they're from. And, but these guys, they go home for a little bit and they come right back. You know, they're all back together again. Mm -hmm. And that's to me is awesome. You know, you don't see that often. Uh, so. You're not wrong at all. And JP, you bring a great point. When you have 
that and the play that they pick up on the tendencies. They know better. They know what to do during games. I mean, it's just like it just works better whenever they're doing stuff like that because it shows how much they're dedicated. Because like you said, man, back in the eighties and nineties, defense and line defense and the offense didn't like each other. No, two different teams. It basically kind of showed. And this show, yeah. they're one team. And yeah. when you have that factor, one team, everybody's ego is checked at the door. And you get to see what happens. They win Super Bowls. They continue to push through three AC championship appearance. I mean, it's only going to get better. This got to keep pushing because yep. they know what's expected. And that's very important for this team because it helps but, keep everyone accountable. No one is above each other. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That's the difference. So, um, well, anything else you guys got? Oh, do we have any questions? Um. Well, I had I, I had a few well I had a couple of things. Well, one, I wanted mm-hmm. to uh give a shout out to a guy who I would say is the preseason MVP right now for us. Shane Bouchel, uh okay. the undrafted rookie free agent. I mean, man, the best rookie quarterback. Of course, they're gonna say it's just preseason, but football is football. He's playing like he's the best rookie quarterback of all the quarterbacks, better than Trevor Lawrence, better than Trey Lance, better than Mac Jones, better than Justin Fields. This kid has a 98.8 passer rating, completing 77% of his passes. He's like, I'm like, man, I call him uh, Taysom Hill, but he's looking really good. And I'm actually liking what he's doing right now, especially when he scores a game winner against the 49ers. And he, sh- and he threw that beautiful pass to Fountain. This kid is really showing the guts, and I can see why they chose him over uh, Aaron Gordon because I feel like Andy Reid and them see, like, down the road, something ever happened to Pat. I feel like Bouchelle's that kid who gives – getting help, definitely gives us that spark. He has a proven record, what he did at Texas and uh, SMU, and I like what I'm seeing there. And then, which leads me to ask you guys, who's your preseason MVP so far only through two games? Like, who's made a big impact? Um, I would say the person I would consider – Probably would be, I say Byron Pringle. He stepped up. He showed he can take that next step on the in reps and everything else that comes with. I mean, I've seen him make these phenomenal catches, one great routes, and I think he can seriously help this team just continue to keep pushing through because I've seen him just from last year. He's taken a step up. I think he's going to be called upon in certain situations going to help us and become more reliable than maybe certain other wide receivers. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Jody. He came right. out and he he knew what he wanted and he came out and he grabbed it and that's you know he's just hungry he's worked his ass off and I think he's he's can contribute to this team in ways that people can't even fathom I mean I think he's going to be if they allow him to contribute the way he is capable of contributing he's going to be a nightmare for opposing defenses I'll say right. that so. Mm-hmm. That's my guy is Jody. Gotcha. Yeah, Jody's another great player, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Um, real quick, I just got a question for you, JP. Mm-hmm. You're on the spot, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. You still think go? You still think they can go twenty now? I do. All right. I actually well, one thing I, I, was, I almost feel it more now than I did before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One thing about JP, he will say they're going to win every single week. I will. <laughs> every I will. single week, man, you'll say it. You, you're right most of the time. So, I mean, I was you guys so gotta get this. If you're betting, look for JP. <laughs> Dude, I was so mad that year. We Well, I was – honestly, the year we went 12-4 and four and went to the Super Bowl, when Mahomes got hurt, I thought, okay, he ran off the field. He's probably going to come back out at halftime. 
He tried. Didn't happen. We went to the Super Bowl and won. But honestly, that year, I thought we could win every game. Hmm, I really thought, even as suspect as our defense was at the time, even though it was better, and I'm going to, it was Mm -hmm. better. I seriously thought we could win every game that season. I, even with the issues with the defense, and it wasn't really issues, it was just more of a gelling situation. And then our offensive line was not 100% then. You know, I mean, everybody knows that. Hell, what's his face? Stepped on Mahomes, what, three times that season? Cam yep, Irving? I, yep, Cam Irving. I was so yep. pissed off at that bastard. But anyway, um, now I look at our offensive line, and I think, okay, these guys can protect Mahomes if a semi was coming at him. And then our run defense is night and day better. We've added everything that we need to add to make it that much better than it was the last two years. Yeah. So how could we not? beat everybody that comes up in front of us barring injuries if we went a season without injuries there's nobody that can touch us and even with depending on the injury or the i guess the player we have backups that can fill in yes yes probably this is this is the year that we finally had those backups who actually do their job like chad henny you saw that behind that offensive line we're dangerous man yeah, we are really a dangerous, dangerous team. I'm with his you. bricks for feet, and he's still. I mean, dude runs like a sloth. Him and Tom Brady run just like. <laughs> clunk, 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 clunk. I, I mean, think Chad got some more speed though. Than Brady, man. Oh Brady, yeah, everybody's man. faster than Brady though. I mean, everybody. I mean, I, honestly, dude, everybody's faster than Brady. I don't know anybody that's slower than Brady. Man, <laughs> Tyreek Hill can beat him on one leg running backwards. So, uh, Brady's just slowest motherfucker on the planet. Um, and he's always been slow. This ain't because he's old and he is old, but this is because he's just slow. He was slow 40 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 40. What is it? Like seven, seven, eight seconds. <laughs> man, you say he's super slow now. Come on, man. You gotta get some he slow, and he still is. And then I remember that 20 yard run against us when he was in the Patriots Jersey. The last, oh, I remember Ooh. that, man. I went and made mm-hmm. a sandwich. I'm like, you up? I'm like, sit your old ass down. I made I'm me like, a grilled cheese and shit. And he was still running. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sit down, man. All right, sorry, nice. How are you doing? That, that, that's the game when Breland, that's the game when Breland speaks, had him and then lost. I'm like, bro, you found Brady. No, 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 no. That's not Brady the thought it was a stupid day, too. It was, it was, oh, the, that's year not the, one? it was the year that we beat him. It was the year that we beat him. That was the one with Breezy oh, knocked okay. that ball from Edelman. Oh, my gosh. That was such a beautiful moment. Like, that was oh, my yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. I miss Brady. That was such a beautiful moment. Mm. You know, we are going to see things. I think we will see. And it's funny because you'll see a, a moment at some point during the season. That we're gonna say, man, Breezy would have made that play. Yeah, probably. That's, you know, because it was just Breezy. I mean, but then right. also you're gonna see a penalty or a lack there of a penalty that would have been a penalty because Breezy was there. If Breezy mm-hmm. would have been there, you know what I'm saying? Because right. they call yeah, penalties on wrong. him that were so just minuscule and ticky tack, like when he touched that guy's foot when he fell down. Who was that? Uh, it was last year. Remember he tripped? Yeah. And, um, that wasn't a penalty. But yeah. It was breezy, so they called him, you know. Uh, and Minnesota's going to have to and deal now with we that, gotta... too. Mm-hmm. They just didn't like breezy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Speaking of breeze, and now we have to worry about the excessive celebration penalties. Now I'm like, it's football. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta at least have some fun. Not yeah. everything is all corporate business. Yeah. I mean, this is football. Yeah, yells on that bullshit. That's just all that is, man. Tyreek took first. care of that though. What he's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know, man. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They'll figure out a way of penalizing for that too. He could wave bye to somebody and let's say that's Tony. I mean, so. we got Buck character to kicks. So I think we'll be okay. <laughs> like, yeah, take us back to the thirty. Yeah, we'll be fine. Just yeah. let Buck kicker kick, and we'll as be as long fine. as it's not a PAT yardage. We're okay. Uh, he right. just, for oh, some man. reason, one out of three he misses. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. I don't know what's going on with him. I really don't know. It's it's really weird. He has some good stretches, and there's some stretches where he be missing extra points. You're like, what's going on? I don't know, man. <laughs> so, I mean, he's, it's so crazy because I mean, he's dropped two. Well, he had a 51 and a 258s in a row, and then mm-hmm. he misses those. And it's like, man, what the hell? It's just so weird. But, I mean. Well, I know they were saying that Tommy Townsend wasn't getting the laces out all the way in certain cases he was missing kicks. And I didn't realize oh. the laces were that important in certain instances. From Because I'm not a kicker. I'm not a kicker. I didn't realize how important it was. But hopefully that's one thing they were able to get figured out. But I know he missed his first extra point of the tr- uh, in the game in the against the 49 I was like, come man, on, man. But you ever watched I'm Ace Ventura? That's what I was about to mention, bro. I was about to mention <laughs> No, man. I'm only 22, out. Laces man. out. Honestly, laces out, man. Laces out. Finkel. Boy, someone needs to let the Tommy Townsend because he put him in all the time. That was really Peace Tyanovich, bro, in the movie. The photo of Ray Finkel was our former kicker, Peace Tyanovich. I was like, what? Oh, no. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm the young dude in the group. I don't know. <laughs> hey, man, that was a good movie. That was you gotta a watch classic, it one day, bro. Oh, oh. god, that was. A I had classic. to bring it up. Is it on Netflix? Oh, man, yeah, it's older than dirt. It's on <laughs> Netflix. I, hope so. I need it. If it Everything is, 15 years old or older is on Netflix. They ain't got no new shit. <laughs> oh, so, my they ain't got no god. Bruce Lee movies on there either, man. I like seeing uh, Bruce Lee. Man, <laughs> yeah, man, ridiculous. Yeah, the Dragon, the Chinese Connection, Enter the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some good movies. I ain't seen those in a long time. God. Man, I, yeah. Sad part is I was alive when those came out. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> I'm uh, looking for Ray Finkel. <laughs> and a pair of shorts. <laughs> Dude, oh, I, use that, I use that shark sequence John to troll Buccaneers fans before the Super Bowl. Because, like, their dolphin chose the Chiefs to, to beat the Buccaneers, and they got mad like, fuck you, you Dolphin. And I said, this is going to be Buccaneers fans. They're going to that tank thing, and it's the Dolphin, and it's, they run into the shark. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that part still gives me every time. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I don't know what else we got to go over here, man. Oh, one thing. Did you guys think that hit was dirty on um on fields? Uh. Yeah, because he looked like he was target, targeting him. I mean, that could be Me, it looked dirty, but Caleb didn't think it was. I kind of thought it was. But. I'm saying yes and no, because I feel like I understand they don't want concussions, but part, hits are part of the game. Like, big hits are going to happen. Now, granted, and I will just say it from my standpoint, I have seen multiple times where players have been kicked out of games because they lowered their head and hit the guy, helmet to helmet contact. But when they're doing the replay, the announcers are making can seem like the guy should be able to split second decision move, but you're slowing it down from the milliseconds to like even millimilliseconds. I think, yes, it was dirty. I don't think it was intentional. I think kind of when it comes down to, yeah, big plays are going to happen and you have to regulate them. 
But sometimes that's just part of the game. It's going to happen. Granted, I don't want to see you knocked out. But I think it kind of comes through. We've seen your commentators need to understand and maybe say this. I haven't seen one recently, but say, mind you, this is a replay, not at the same speed. So we don't know what the player is doing. They're moving at 20 miles per hour, some of them, sometimes some of them less. So we're not really understanding kind of what's going through. Split second to I could run down the street real quick and no one knows where I'm going to go and make a quick turn. You guys see what I'm going or following? Yeah. I guess my thing was when I watched that replay, I watched it about nine times. And what I saw was that guy pick up speed when he saw fields going down and he not so much lifted both feet off the ground, but he did everything he could Mm -hmm. to, I guess, boost his body and his head into his face. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, okay, okay. If you see somebody going down, you do everything you can to either launch over them or slow yourself down a little bit. You don't pick up the speed and boost mm-hmm. your body into a position or thrust your body mm-hmm. into a position Not that sure. you're going to hit them even harder. Look at huh? the play with Mahomes running against Malcolm Butler. Like when Malcolm Butler tagged him down, that's why he like held Mahomes because he's like, I don't want to hurt you, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like that's respect. That's yeah. why I'm like, respect mm-hmm. to Malcolm Butler for that, man. Yeah. What do you think about Stephon Gilmore? Situation mm. with him. Boy, I've been thinking his name, but I just don't know because if you look at 2019 and how our defense didn't really need like a big name cornerback, even though he was going after Jalen Ramsey, especially, but it's intriguing because he will only cost seven million dollars just this season. And that, hmm. yeah, that would that'd be much worth it than trying to overpay 15 million dollars for services of Julio Jones, which we definitely need a wide receiver too from that standpoint, but mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I would love to have Stephon Gilmore, but I don't know if Belichick would be willing to do that. Well, he did get uh, Sean Wade, so that is true. Wade, that is yeah. true. I saw that. that yeah. yeah, Belichick, he's like, man, look, I'm I could get the best out of any of these players, and that's what makes him such a great coach. And before Belichick, my uncle Henry, um, he had a lot of love and respect for Belichick's father, and he knows about the connection with the Sabins, Lou Saban, and. Bill Belichick's father and um, mm-hmm. I'm talking about yeah, so I can see that. So with that, yeah, Gilmore, I would love to see Gilmore because Gilmore says the best quarterback in the NFL is Pat Mahomes. I'm and I know he's like, bro, me one of the best corners in the game with the best safety in the game, with arguably the best interior defensive lineman in the game, Chris Jones, and one of the best edge rushers in the game, and Frank Clark. And then on the opposite side, we got Mahomes. Oh yeah. He would he I know he definitely would love to be part of that. Well, it's looking mm-hmm. like they're gonna they want to trade him. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know, man. I mean, it might be so. Oh, by the way, I'd like to say congrats to Chris Jones. He got he's ranked the highest of any body in the history of this of the top one hundred in his position, by the way. What's he, he ranked six? No. Um what did he come in? Um Is in nine? his position. No, it was uh what is he? No, he's not top ten. No, it was fifteenth or something. No, okay, that's pretty good. No, it was actually it was higher than that because I said it should have been ten to fifteenth. I think he came in eighteenth or twenty fourth. Total. That's not bad. Out of the top twenty four. That's not bad at all. Chris Jones no. has always been consistent. Yeah, he's always he been consistent. In, yeah, he came in the highest ever ranked in um 
in that position. I, I got a bone to pick with the top 100 list because how the I'm gonna say there's nothing gets Stephon Diggs. I like, I love Diggs. I think he's one of the best receivers in the game, but there is no way in hell you would rank him higher than Tyreek Hill, man. Are you kidding me? So top 100 is voted by the players and it's, yeah, by, it's, it's, it's by the players. I don't put stock into it. I mean, it's kind of just kind of interesting to see, but it's kind of like, like you guys I think players are just jealous, bro. Like on everything. For yourself well, a lot of them are, yeah. A lot of yeah, them and because I've been around, I'm a former player myself, and I've seen dudes who've done that stuff. I'm like, dog, y'all some nah, dude. Like, I just want to call them everything unlike that un, has nothing to do with manhood, because that's why I want to that's why <laughs> these dudes when they be thinking that stuff. I'm like, I really acting like females, none against females or anything like that it's just that come on man you are a man y'all supposed to be leading by example but that's the mindset you want to act off of man out of here with that shit excuse me yeah Damn. yep he was uh ranked the highest in his position that's that's an awesome feat though i mean the only person that's in his wheelhouse is aaron donald and honestly yeah, it's I, you know, chris jones and aaron donald right there yeah. Oh, so, yeah. They're two of the, the, the two of the top right there, man. And well, they are they are the tops. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that can even rival those mm -hmm. two when it comes to those. You know, I mean, they're just amazing. You know, they kind of shit on Tyreek again. I think, in my opinion, I, I don't know. I mean, he came in fifteenth. Tyreek Hill, in my opinion, is at least a top ten. Yeah, he yeah, should yeah. be, man. And Josh Allen gonna be a top ten? That's bull. Yeah, dog. Now that they got him top ten, there he's gonna be a top ten, bro. That's ridiculous. And well, Josh Allen, top... he can throw, but his accuracy ain't the best. No, but we'll see. And what now with this contract, year. watch what's about to happen. He ain't gonna be as what they thought he was, bro. Watch on everything. I wouldn't be surprised. If it's gonna be just like what what uh, JP said about Dak. If he gets hurt, he gonna be like Dak with the whole, you know, I got paid, but I'm hurt thing. Nothing against Dak. What Brian Hayer? My bad, bro. But I'm sorry, but it's it like, might. yeah, something just happened in Buffalo. What was it? I just read something about Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, Cole Beasley. Yeah. Cole, Be Cole Beasley doing their own thing, but COVID. <laughs> so are they cutting them or what are they doing? Because I guess there's. Uh... I saw the thing with McKenzie, but and the dumbass put his own. Um, he left his email, email address. address email. He put he put the they, form up that the NFL sent him. They're getting fine. And then he put it and he put his own damn uh, email address up there. You ah! even I don't know. Why don't you put your no, phone number and home address up there too? Thinking. Yeah. I mean, think, I don't know. From what it, they're getting fine, it's showing. I don't think they're gonna get suspended, but they're both being very adamant that they don't want to wear a mask. I'm like, I don't know. You guys do you at this point, but you're going to mess up Buffalo's playoff chance if you guys keep acting selfless and stop helping the team. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to say. These guys are crazy. I don't, I don't you know what's funny? Mm -hmm. Is that it just came across that the NFL as a whole is 93% vaccinated. Man. 93%. Mm -hmm. And then you got idiots like that. They're the 7%. They're the 7%. Those guys like that. That are just dumb. I mm -hmm. mean... They're going to screw up. You got two of the best players on that team that are going to run it for that team. You're going to end up like uh, Vrabel and that whole crew. And you know what? There's Whoa. no possibility. And they're vaccinated too. And they're, well, weird. some are and some aren't. There's two players on that team that are not vaccinated and that, that do have COVID. Hmm. But, you know, there's no possibility that Tom Brady didn't at least catch it because apparently Vrabel spent a lot of time talking to Brady over that time period. And he had COVID the entire time. Well, 
Of course, because in you know it, in Florida, pretty, anyone wearing no mask during the uh parade down there either. No, boy, no, like, we were down there yeah. doing that practice thing, Caleb. Doing all that oh, stuff yeah. now. It's, it's a, a different story there. there. Yeah. <laughs> While us, we were like, nah, homie, like we're focused on wanting to kick y'all asses when we see y'all again in the Super Bowl. And don't be <laughs> like bitches either when we show when y'all show up either. I talked all that shit. We ready. That's why we took our shot. We ready for that shit, motherfucker. Philip ready too. Of course, oh, yeah. Yeah. my shots. <laughs> Don't talk all that shit. Now they won't be bitching and moaning about some COVID shots. I'm like, first of all, part of it is on your dumb asses because y'all don't want to take the shots and not thinking about the people around you who might want to take the shots. Nobody well, the like you. And that's the problem with these guys. And it's like, even if they know the information or what to, what to do if you don't take the shots, you ain't gonna put it out there anyway because it's well, almost like, well, you can give me some money now, I'll tell you. What the fuck? They don't be well, saying nothing. Put your ass funny. The funny part is, is they all said, well, wait until the FDA approves it. It's approved. It's approved now. It's approved now. I mean, I don't know at this point. They keep, I, I, I don't want to take like the shot a, then. They, they keep the moving the goalposts. It's like trying to get Otis to in the Hall of Fame. They keep overlooking and keep moving the goalposts. It's well, like the, you guys need to figure it out because Otis Taylor deserves to be Hall of Fame. And these, yeah, it just makes no sense to me at this point. I'm done. Well, it's like I told people. you, Caleb. I said. As soon as the FDA approves it, they're going to find out. They're going to find another reason to try not to, or do yep. an excuse, I should say. And I guarantee you the excuses, and I've already heard it from two mm. people, and I said this before. They're going to say, "Oh, well, the government forced them to um, to approve it." Okay, well, now they're saying that the government forced them to approve it, forced the FDA to approve it. That is not the case. If that There's was all the case, stuff in our food, we'd be eating every day, approved by the FDA. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like you've been saying. Yeah, I mean, hot dogs know, aren't good for you, but you can eat them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot on of Twitter, things. Those things to take 33 minutes off your life per one you eat. Yeah, which I don't think lunch. it's true, but it's like that stuff's not healthy. No, it's but I want to take not. four or five at the cookout. I mean, day. I don't know. My dad ate hot dogs at 95 and still kicking. So, uh, right, exactly. <laughs> still living. So, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's kind of insane. Do you insane. think COVID's going to affect the Chiefs? They've already had. A couple of players that were on the list i don't think it's going to affect them because they're pretty much all vaccinated we're with the exception vaccinated. of like two or three players okay they're all vaccinated mm -hmm. and um yeah i think those two or three players are going to come around as well so i'm hoping I, so. yeah i don't think that's gonna i think they're all smart enough to get it done um so i don't think it's going to affect us and there's a lot of teams out there that are pretty much fully vaccinated you know with the exception of two or three I know the Raiders are pretty much Falcons done. Are the, mm -hmm. Huh? Mm -hmm. What'd you say? So I didn't mean to interrupt. I think the Falcons are like completely 100% as a team. That's what I saw. That's like, yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think the Raiders are too, weirdly enough. Hmm. I want to say the Raiders are 100%. Or no, they're 95%. So okay, 95 or 98. Good. But yeah. Um, I, I, there's just Buffaloes are really bad about it. The Cowboys are really bad about it. Um, I want to say. For some reason, I, I got a feeling the Eagles, and I don't know why, but I, I thought the Eagles were one of the ones that I was told. Uh, the Washington football team. Washington your coach has team. cancer, and you can't do anything to exactly. help your coach? Exactly. That's just self-centered, in my opinion. Straight that up. team has a chance to be great. Culture down there, and you man. can't even help your coach who has cancer Lighter? with showing up every single day. Yeah. Huh? Gonna make it, they're going to make their coach wear a body condom because they don't want to freaking um, get a stupid shot. I mean, that's just dumb. This is the same place Ron where Rivera is a good dude. Heard up like that, man. So. Yeah, and you're right. Ron Rivera is a good dude. That's just it's wrong. Yeah. They don't have no respect for anybody. So nope. sad.
And, and even in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. I'm like, I don't even know, man. That dude's a psychopath. <laughs> those teams are – Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got paid all that money. He's average. He's average. He's Derek Can't Carr should be making that money. Yeah. That Derek, Carr Derek, Carr is, Derek Carr is better than him. I think he is too. That's sad. And I don't even like anything about Derek Carr or his eyeliner. But you're right. Kirk Cousins is a little bit of – You do not like Derek Carr. <laughs> I do not. He's got tattooed eyeliner, dude. Oh, dang, man. I sent you the picture. Yep, and it's I on saw. every picture he's taken. I thought it was just a fluke. It ain't no fluke. He's got tattooed eyeliner. Wow. Yeah. And his brother dyes his hair. So. <laughs> you do not like the car family, man. <laughs> no, I do not. His, got me his, his damn brothers blocked me because I asked him if he was really serious about his brother being the best quarterback in the league. And, then, and he was going to go to a were... Super Bowl. <laughs> Dumbass, stupid shit you put they out. They can't handle the truth. <laughs> God. And then he's gonna do doing better, Mahomes. Every time we, we about to play him, we we beat them forty to nine hours a week. He blocked me. He was talking all stuff. Oh yeah, my brother's gonna upset Mahomes. I'm like, Derek, <laughs> David, bro, no. He came back in that day. That was, I just asked him a simple question though. Was I was remember that game. Same here. Ooh, yeah, I was That's nice to the question. Little fruitcake. I was nice as hell to him, man. I mean, I was like, hey, man, I mean, you really serious about that? You, or are you just trying to make your brother feel better? Which which one is it? Block. Damn, man. <laughs> like this guy in Cheese Kingdom. He blocks everybody, too. He's got 98. Look, the guy's got like 3,500 followers because he's got 60 million people blocked. There ain't, there's nobody else that can follow him. Not that they would want to. It's because he's got the rest of the kingdom blocked. That's no different than David Carr. Nobody else going to follow the dude. Nobody else going to pay attention to him because he blocks everybody. Damn, if you can't take any criticism, you should be on TV. Especially when you got a brother that ain't no good and wears eyeliner. Regardless, <laughs> we'll see how the Raiders do this season. <laughs> um, I've seen their defense, man. They ain't no good. And what's yeah, his name? Their old corner, man. He's, he's their, their uh, sports guy here. I can't remember his damn name. I watched him play for years, and I can't think of his name. Anyway, he flat out said their defense is struggling. He said they ain't going to have – he said they're, how he worded it was, if they don't figure out their defense, they're going to be dead last in the division. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's how he worded it. But uh, no, the Denzel Perryman move kind of makes sense to me a little bit because, you know, he has a connection with uh, Gus Bradley for what they did at L.A. a couple of years ago. But we'll see. Mm. I don't know, man. They looked really bad in their camp and and their even a preseason game. Their defense looks horrid. Yeah, that fight. Well, they become weak. Uh huh. <laughs> if they become week five champions, we're gonna hear for that week, and that's that's the pinnacle of their season. So, so I mean, well, God forbid we lose <laughs> a game because all Raiders. they'll do, all Raiders fans do, is put up one loss that we have. So yeah, I'm like, okay, and <laughs> it always makes me laugh when they do that. The only comeback they ever have is when we lost in a Super Bowl. Not a regular season yeah, game. Yeah, it's like, did you make the Dude, playoffs? Did you, you were on the couch the when we were in the Super Bowl. And you put <laughs> up a loss in the Super Bowl while you're puffing okay, that pipe? Come on, man. <laughs> anyway. And that boy, uh, what's his name? Um, Fader Cody. He's good about the <laughs> crap. Right on me once now. Let's leave. The man, he gunshot. Cody is. I don't even know. 
man, the dude he, put uh, vanilla. He, he, he took I'm Vanilla just... Ice cartoon and put it up as his profile picture. <laughs> he don't look like that profile picture. That's no. Vanilla Ice from uh, 1998. Not even a current Vanilla Ice. It's from 1998, and he put that up as his profile pic. <laughs> I know him. He looks Dippy, like we should get him on the podcast on sometime. So oh, he'd hate. You could talk with, me, with him. He thinks he's funny. <laughs> you and he keep thinks he's cordial. Quick. Oh, I could be cordial. I'll make him look stupid cordially. Bro. No, I'll be very be cordial. Make him, right there, I'll make bro. him go cry worse than he did in that when we when he got smoked in the in that game when he did the live feed from the bar. You remember that? that when he was, was crying. crying on Twitter. Oh yeah. People oh, were mad. Man. Those they, they man, they were pissed. You can oh, see the soul leaving from the body, oh, bro. Oh, he I was thought the, it was a girl. Him just a flea. I thought it was a girl, man. I didn't know that was him. I thought it was his sidekick at the bar. Yeah, I didn't know who he was at first. And I, I saw, saw the, the profile. Picture. Well, that's who he is. Well, I saw the profile, well, profile pic, and I thought pictures different from. They look like two different people. Well, Maybe because I mean, he used vanilla ice. <laughs> he used the ice ice baby picture. Well, that's ridiculous, bro. Might as well use the as cool as ice movie photos and stuff. Tip a tab, coop it. He used that vanilla ice picture and then he pops up on that live feed and I thought, who's that little girl sitting there crying? And it ended up being him. <laughs> I had no clue. I thought it was his little sidekick on the on the show. Boy, he was silent just. Yeah. Oh, I, guy, I, made a meme, I made a little meme with him sucking a pacifier. I still got that I, out there on Twitter. Somewhere. I remember that I because that it was what? so funny. I, re I remember that, and I know we got to wrap up soon, but I remember that specifically because he was so irritated, and I was like, dang, I haven't felt that feeling in a while because you wouldn't need – we were where we would see the Chiefs be losing games like that. Last yeah. second, paint many margins down the field, throws five passes, 20-yard touchdown. You're like, what? <laughs> Mahomes basically is doing what – he is – Taking the pain we've put, we've gotten from teams and putting them on other teams, yeah. and I think that's just something that's kind of amazing to see yeah. our rivals deal with it. And I mean, yeah. that game was a crazy game. Raiders, Chiefs, Raider Week. We were looking for revenge, and our defense could not seem to stop them. But you know what? They came up towards the end. Dirty again got that pick. Right. Mahomes letting down, got a touchdown, and look who we did. We won. They could be Week Five champions, but we won the division. We won the ASC for the second year in a row and went to the Super Bowl. I mean, what else? can we expect Mahomes is putting the pain on other teams that we've had it felt for the last 20 and 30 and 40 years oh man I had a fan the other day tell me that he thought he was a Raiders fan and he said how much better car was than who was it it was somebody it was really good and I said are you serious right now and he said well he is and I said you're talking about Derek Carr dude you're saying Derek Carr oh it was, um, it was actually Josh Allen. And I said, look, man, I'm not hmm. a big Josh Allen fan, but come on, man. I said, Josh Allen's better than Derek Carr. And he says, well, no, you know, he's not. And I said, man, Josh Allen went to the AFC championship game. Derek Carr plays in the AFC, but <laughs> right. he ain't never went to shit. <laughs> That's all well, I can do. Before Mahomes, he had opportunity. I think Derek Carr has some potential, but he just hasn't had like the team or consistency. You know what the like... problem is? He had that one good year when he went 12 and 6 or what or what do you go? 11 12 and 4. 
12 and 4, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's never been good after that, but he had the same team the second year. If you remember right. Well, the coach had- got fired. I'm pretty – or what's his name? Jack Del Rio. Yeah, Jack Yeah, Del Rio. Del Rio. Mm-hmm. He got fired, and he was pretty good with Del Rio. And then when Gruden came, he changed everything. You know, Gruden's like, we didn't learn a whole book worth of football lang- language. I'm like, okay. And they struggled. So, I mean, I think Derek Carr has a chance to do something. I don't know if it's going to be with the Raiders, though. He loves Raider Nation. Hey, man, you helped them become pretty – I would say this apparently he helped them become well known to an extent where they were doing pretty well, pretty good. But he just, I mean, I don't know, man. And maybe that's just me just hoping that he can possibly see not against the Chiefs, but succeed another, maybe the NFC. I just don't see it, man. I think he I just feel like the Raiders kind of also they have made it to where it's difficult for him to perform in certain instances. Trade well, away he, his best wide receiver. And yeah. I know he isn't the greatest guy out there, but I feel like he's kind of a way set up to fail in certain situations. That's he just my be. opinion. He might be. I think he kind of set himself up to, to a certain degree to fail too, because he's such a whiny little uh, person, but he, you know, he's a lot like his brother. Um, <laughs> his brother was a career backup quarterback that ended up mm-hmm. with a Super Bowl ring. Exactly. You know, he shouldn't have been a starter when he was a starter. And then he goes and gets a Super Bowl ring behind someone else. So, I see Derek Carr going to a team later on in his career, being a backup and getting a Super Bowl to some young kid. That's what I see. I don't see him ever getting to a Super Bowl on his own. I'll put it that way, as a starter. I just can't see it happening. He's going to follow in his brother's footsteps. Mm -hmm. I got something to add for you guys real quick. PFF just put this out. Deshaun Wharton has the highest pass rushing grade in the preseason of a 92.2. Damn, that's pretty good. Next closest is Marcus Davenport for the Saints, ninety-two point two, and then Jonathan Cooper for the Buccaneers from the Broncos, ninety-one point three. Hey, man, before we go, we need to talk a little bit about uh, Wharton and kind of his stock. Like, how do you guys think he's going to do this upcoming season? Because no one expects him to make the team. I mean, Wharton, Wharton needs to get more snaps. Uh, I think he's going to do better than last year. Build on to his profile from last year. This guy, to me, I'm going to say this. I think he's the fastest defensive lineman on the team, man. And you just look at his measurables and how the way he's built. Uh, and the story has, okay, three weeks ago, I got into it with uh, his um, trainer, uh Breakthrough Sports uh, on Twitter. I hope I didn't get that I wrong. I know you're talking about. Yeah, man. I got into it with him, and I probably came out wrong. I wasn't saying that he wasn't athletic. I guess what I was trying to do was I was trying to make the same comparison that if you put him at DN, he will remind you of LJ Collier from the Seattle Seahawks. You saw Collier and Jaron Reed on the same defensive line. You saw him generate a lot of sacks. Mm. Warren is much better, okay. faster, stronger, and more explosive. This is a guy who will chase a running back or a receiver 50 yards down the field and still catch him from behind. Like, wow. I don't see nobody on the defensive line. Mm. I mean, I see Nadi trying to do that. I got to give him credit for his effort, but Wharton got the speed. Like, he looked like a track star compared to the other defensive linemen. You got to try him out on, mm-hmm. on the edge, man, with that speed and that ability. I love yeah. what I see from him. Yeah. Well, we've always liked Wharton. Um, and last year, he really solidified how good he is. And this year, I think he's going to be that much better. And I agree. He's going to be um, He's going to be a force, man. He, he's really a talented player. And he's got so much speed. He's extremely fast. That's the thing with him. He's just fast. If you so, kick him out on the outside, he will oh, remind me a lot of Dwight Freeney. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's saying something. Yeah. yeah. So he definitely got a roster spot. That's for sure. I that's mean, true. Yeah. That's very true. Going nowhere. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, we're going to have a stacked, stacked defense. I don't know what more we could ask for right now is on the defense side of the ball. Everything is, you know, everybody thought we didn't make enough moves on defense. I can't see where we didn't. Right. Every hole is filled. What I don't know what more we need on defense right now. We got the cornerbacks covered. We got safeties covered. Linebackers are covered. The Lions covered. Everything's covered. I don't know what more we need out there. I really Same. don't. I mean, we're in good, great shape. Like I said, I think the only thing we're lacking mm-hmm. a little bit is in depth on wide receiver, and the rest of it's just falling into place. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what else we got, man. Um, I think we're all good at everything. Yep, I think mm-hmm. we got it all. So, um, with that being said, we got to wrap this one up. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Well, um, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on again. And, Thank, uh, Thank you, JP. Thank you, Kayla, for having me on again. I love this show. I think this is the best Chiefs podcast show out there among Chiefs Kingdom. Um, shout out to the other folks, but you guys are legit. For real, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Well, hey, this is JP's brainchild, so you got to give a lot of praise and respect to this man because JP knows a lot, and he's helped me a long way. So I appreciate JP too, man. JP is this young song MVP. Well, I appreciate it, man. I'm just just here for the ride, dude. You know what? (laughs) If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be here. So I'm just having fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. So this is, uh, like you said, this is our outlet. So this is how I get away from uh, everyday madness and do what we love to do and talk to people I want to talk to and um, talk about stuff we enjoy. So uh, with that being said, uh, we got a game coming up. Let's go for the win. We got breezy coming back in town. Everybody be nice to him. Let's not be rude to the guy. He didn't do anything wrong to us. So let's not do anything wrong to him. He uh, still loves Kansas city. And I think he'd come back if we wanted him back. So that's true. Let's uh let's keep it that way. Let's not burn any bridges like we tend to do for some reason. But uh with that being said, peace out everybody. Peace See you next time, Chiefs Kingdom.